Hey, teacher friend, welcome back to another episode of Teacher Let Your Light Shine, episode 23, Finding Students. Oh, we are taking the fear out of finding students. This is in a very, very exciting part of building your school. And I'm here to help you take the nervous edge off and share with you ways that I found the most precious students and ways that I will continue to implement strategies in order to successfully grow my own micro school. And it is going to force us to get out of our comfort zone. But guess what? You are in luck because two days ago, we just put up on the website a freebie to remind you of getting out of your comfort zone. So you can print that off, hang it up, and it will hopefully give you motivation and inspiration as you are doing really big and great audacious things in your life. So check that out at www.teacherletyourlightshine.com. The link is in the show notes. One of the biggest questions I get is, how do I find my first set of students? What do I do? I need action steps, timeline, strategies. That's what I'm going to give you today without feeling salesy and just coming from the heart. I hear so many teachers say, I'm not salesy. I don't know how to do this. Well, guess what? You don't have to. You're going to trust the work that you've already done and what lays before you. Action steps are going to be in this episode, though, to take the scare out of trying to start a business and then go find your clients. I get it. It's big. It's like one of those deep swallows, like, oh my gosh, this is actually happening. I've decided to transition out of my teaching job. Now I'm going to start with all of the protocols to get this business set up. And uh uh-oh, guess what? Now I got to go actually find the students. But I have news for you, teacher friend. You don't actually have to go out and find students. You do not have to go knock on people's doors, better yet, Just open the doors and let the clients come to you. If you think I stood out on the street with signs or had banners waving outside of my house, no way. I didn't have a yard sign. I used the most powerful tool, one in which we all have, and I bet you're wondering what it is, so stay tuned. Let's do it. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. Okay, here we go. You know, looking back to the beginning of starting our first micro school and seeing just how God opened the floodgates, it is truly a miracle and a divine work that he has for all of us. And they say that if you build it, they will come. And sure enough, that is exactly 
what happens. But there are tangible steps that need to be made in order to do so. And today's episode is really going to give you a picture of where to begin. And I just want to remind you that if you join our Facebook group, there are so many ways that we can continue this conversation, pour into one another, ask more questions. And also, if you're really serious about this, please remember that right now is November. So no matter where when you are listening to this episode, think about the time frame that you have left. And granted, when I first built this micro school, I had two months from the moment I decided to do it, push go and get all the legalities out of the way, find the students. I had two months, but God still gave me six students. Now that was in the midst of a pandemic and I still have those students and I've grown. So I want you to keep in mind that this is a little bit of a different situation. I don't want you to think that you just have two months and all these students are going to come. But at the same time, I don't want you to be fearful to think that no one is going to use your services because you have a very great high value, especially if you are very serious and took my advice in the previous episode about knowing your why, the desires that you have, because from that is your heart and you don't have to hustle. It's going to be your heart that really shows up on paper, shows through you and creates this value that people are going to magnetically be attracted to you. Now, I can't go through all of the steps because it's just too much information in a very short time, but I will tell you, these are it in a nutshell. And in my coaching packages, I actually help teachers come up with very specific strategies. I help you with everything. I get you connected with starting these little small tactics that I'm going to explain to you. I give you the same handouts that I've created. I will help you with making lists. I'm not going to actually make the phone calls for you, but I will help you get all of that squared away, giving you confidence and also coming up with an elevator pitch. And I know that might sound like what salesy because I'm so not like that, but you do need to come up with a statement that is anywhere from 60, 90 seconds explaining the heart of what you're doing. And that's what it is on paper. It's your confidence. It's the clarity that comes out through that small little, what they call an elevator pitch. You just jump into the elevator and it just climbs up as you go. And it's super simple, but it does take a while to create and craft, but that is what is going to help you with confidence and clarity and being able to express yourself, articulate what you're doing, why you're doing it, and who it's for. Please make sure to join our Facebook group if you've not already, Teacher Let Your Light Shine group. Go to our website where there's freebies, where you can get a hold of the resources. I'm also able to walk you through these steps in the coaching program to where you walk away feeling so much more confident and inspired to actually take action. Also, speaking of inspiring, I want to have a shout out to TLG2910 for leaving a review. It means so much to us. She says, or he says, this podcast has been very inspiring. Homeschool has come such a long way and this podcast will continue to help families stay strong and see that it's doable no matter what. And this actually jumpstarts us into today's episode because many families want a homeschool atmosphere or want a small group atmosphere, but they need assistance. They know that they cannot provide this for their children themselves. They're looking for alternatives. There's so many things going on in this world. There are so many changes coming down in education, so many changes for teachers and for students, mandates, whatever it is that you are seeing 
where you live, people are not going to continue sending their student or their child to a place that has either A, not been serving them, or B, is just an old system compared to what is really coming down, the movement for homeschooling, for micro schools, for this type of education. Families are looking for alternatives, but they've never had this alternative before. Just like whenever virtual school came out, that serves one group of families, but you will even see that those families who wanted that flexibility or that type of learning, they are struggling as well, but they don't wanna send their student child back to brick and mortar. They're looking for something different or they would love to go the private school route, but they don't have the financial means to. We are a solution because we offer a private tutoring or private educational that's very individualized towards student needs. We focus on relationships and we are undercutting the market significantly and giving students and parents an affordable option at a very high value. With this being said, episode 22 is about finding your why, having a foundational block that gives clarity and confidence as to knowing what you offer, the value, and who benefits from this. This is so important because you don't want to make promises to families knowing that you will not be able to fulfill them. For an example, you might specialize in gifted students or artistic students, or maybe you have a love for children who have learning disabilities and you are qualified in that area. Or maybe you don't have expertise in what I just described to you. Or maybe you want to create a STEM type of atmosphere or a very Montessori approach or whatever movement that you have this desire to implement project-based, whatever it may be that's a part of your heart, you need to be able to find families who support that Because let's say if you want to have a very nature-based, field trips, hands-on experience approach, and there are families who do not feel comfortable with you doing that, you can't say, oh, well, I'll change and accommodate how you feel about the situation, and now I have backed out on what the vision is of my heart. For an example, there were families who were reaching out to me because they wanted their child who had a specific learning disability or ADHD. There were families who were reaching out to me for specific religion that they wanted me to provide their child. And I knew that I wasn't equipped to do that. And so that would be a conflicting approach to my vision and the integrity of what I could say that I could truly offer these children. For an example, during the pandemic, there were many families who wanted to send their children to me because they were afraid to send their children back to school. They wanted their children to be masked at my uh, school or at my house. And I knew I wasn't going, going to be able to offer that for all of my students. If they wanted to send their children or their child to school wearing a mask, absolutely but I wasn't going to force that on every child. And that's okay. So of course, I definitely had to say, this is not going to be the best fit for your child. And I felt confident doing that because I knew why I was having the school. I knew the value and I knew the type of students or the families that would benefit the most. Now, in addition, you don't have to focus on one particular size and say, I'm only going to offer this type of schooling for students who are gifted or students who are musically inclined, students with learning disabilities. You don't have to focus on one type of set of students, but you do have to know what you can do, what your strengths are, 
and what efforts you can truly employ in your school so that you can do this and live this out with integrity. You can't be everything to everyone. So let's get that straight before we even go into the tangible steps here. You cannot be everything to everyone. And truth be told, that's what we've always been taught. Okay, you can have a student who has ADHD in your class, another one with social emotional difficulties, another one with speech, another one with learning disabilities and gifted and a normal, come on guys, whoa. We've had classes, I've had students in my class, at least over 30 students and all of them ranging in all of these different gifts and talents. And you don't necessarily have that in this situation. You've got a smaller class size. Yes, you're gonna have varying needs and you're gonna have varying learning styles. However, it's much more manageable, but you do not have to stick with just one particular group. But we've always been taught that we can be everything to everyone and be super effective for everyone. Just differentiate. You can teach Spanish and you can teach gifted and you can teach students with all of these difficulties that you really don't specialize in. And that's not the truth. We know the heartache and the hustle that's behind it. And truthfully, this is about our heart. And selling in this situation is serving. Selling is serving. And who are we not to offer these services to? When we know that there is a target market for what you have to offer, your heart sells, not your hustle. So let's get that straight. Number one, your heart sells, not the hustle. So what is the most powerful tool that I used? Here we go. Tangible steps. It wasn't social media. It wasn't an email system. I didn't have a website. I used my voice. Word of mouth. Yes. Let me give you specific examples. I walked out to my mailbox one day and a teacher that I used to work with drove by and I was putting mail in my mailbox and I don't even know why she was in my neighborhood. And she's like, oh my gosh, there you are. And I told her that I was going to start this little school. I didn't even know it was called a micro school or a homeschooling business. I didn't even know what it was called. So I didn't even have a elevator pitch at the time. And she's like, oh my goodness, I know someone who knows someone who's looking for an alternative for their daughter. Boing. There we go. That was my first student, Violet, who I absolutely adore. She's still with us and she is just a light. She's amazing. Then I was walking down the street telling my neighbors, who, by the way, I did not know very well at that time. And now we've become really the greatest of friends. And what do you know? This was two weeks before school started and they enrolled both of their students at our school. I actually even called a teacher friend, a teacher friend who is who was at the time teaching third grade. Her husband taught third grade and she's been an administrator. She's wore many hats as a teacher. She's been in the school system for over 20 years. Do you think I thought she would send her daughter to me? Never in a million years. But I called her because I knew that she knew people. And I told her what I was doing. She said, oh my gosh, that sounds great. I'll let you know if I know of anyone. Lo and behold, the next day she calls me and says, I'm actually interested for my daughter. Her daughter was going into third grade. Let me repeat this. She taught third grade. Her husband taught third grade. She's been a part of the public school system. She's been an administrator and she still sent her daughter to our school. And I never in a million years would have thought it would have been her. I called her to see if she knew somebody. So you see where I'm going here? I let everybody know, hey, I'm opening a school. Would you happen to know someone? And it ended up either A, they knew someone or B, they sent them their own child here. I had a grandma of a student who saw this on Facebook and she told her daughter who does not have Facebook. And so that was another way that I was able to get an additional student. So this can go on and on. These were all word of mouth, except for the Facebook. 
I did get another student through a Facebook group. It was a homeschooling group. You know, there's so many groups on Facebook right now in your town, in your city, homeschool parents, homeschool co-ops, people looking for alternatives. And I just posted in there and I had so many inquiries, but truth be told, a lot of them during that time, I wasn't able to offer these services to a wide range of students. I knew I was going to be doing this myself for the first year. I knew my capacity was six students and I knew my age group. Yes, I had tons of inquiries for pre-K, like four-year-olds. I had tons of inquiries for sixth, seventh, and eighth, but I knew that I was not going to be able to offer that. And again, there were some other situations with parents that I knew I wasn't going to be able to fit their desired outcome. So I kindly said, I don't think that this is going to be best for you, but I will help you in your search. And they were respectful. In addition, you know, I told my in-laws and they told the neighbor down the street who told the other neighbor and lo and behold, here comes Annalise. And then last but not least, this is a good one. I went to the hairdresser. The very first time I ever went to this particular hairdresser, I happened to have a brochure and I handed her the brochure and said, hey, I have a little school if you know of anybody. Gave her the big elevator pitch. It's big, but it's not big. It's very small. And she said, wow, I think I know someone who would be interested. The day before school starts, this person knocks on my door. It was meet the teacher day, which was a divine intervention. And here he is at our school. So my husband always says, word of mouth is the best form of advertisement. So you've got to start telling people as soon as possible and not telling them, hey, do you think you'd want to send your child here? Or you're not going to be weird about it. You don't have to be on social media. You don't have to make Facebook lives. You don't have to make Facebook posts. But first thing you have to do, and I teach this in the coaching program, is really how to get over the fear and to do the hard work, to go through your why and learn your value and set up this small little two to three sentences of what you do that shows your value. It's actually called an elevator pitch is what they call it in sales. Like I said, I'm not a salesperson at all. 60 to 90 seconds tells your value, your why, and again, it's your heart that sells. And so from there, I made a list of people. And I will teach you this in, in my coaching program. We go through making a list of people. And I help you take that list and chunk it out, break it down so that you have a strategy week by week of who to contact, how to contact them through a text message, through Facebook, through Instagram. I also highly recommend that you have some type of platform because people nowadays are looking for others who they know, they like, and they trust. And so having a platform, you know, I created a very quickly created a Facebook business page for Lighthouse Learning. If you're unfamiliar, I can teach you how to do that. Super simple. Or if you have something on Instagram, you do want to put something out if you have a social media platform, because you know that it is a big time ripple effect. I did not have a website at the time. I still do not for my Lighthouse Learning School, but that is in due time. As we grow, I will definitely make sure that I have a website and I have a gal who can help you with your Facebook group. I can help you with, not your Facebook group, your Facebook business page. I can help you. I can also connect you to the person who made my Teachers Let Your Light Shine website which is awesome when you're ready for that. But you don't have to be all big and fancy and do that. It's word of mouth. And I teach you the strategies on how to get your word of mouth out there through making lists, getting over the fears, coming up with your elevator pitch, 
and then helping you create platforms if you feel like that's necessary. And then also think about your teacher friends. Think about your current students, your past students, Girl Scout troops, hairdressers, football teams, baseball teams, the people that you know through these experiences, your chiropractor, your doctor, your dentist, you tell everybody, everybody. And I didn't have a brochure my first year and I didn't have a pamphlet. I I didn't hardly have anything, but literally the word of mouth and Facebook. But now my second year and I've developed brochures, I've reached out to preschool directors, gave my brochure. And of course I had to get over the fear of all that, but I didn't do that my first year. But these are all things that I have learned through learning how to market myself. And there is specific marketing strategies that I can help you with. But the first thing you do is you get the word out on the street, teacher friend. You get the word out on the street. But I can tell you this, you will not get the word out on the street until you do the hard work. You do the why and you cannot get the word out on the street saying, well, I'm thinking about doing it and just to try to see if people care. Because I'm telling you right now, that's not a strategy. You do not want to put yourself out there just trying to test the waters. And well, I think I'm going to do it, but I don't know. No, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And then you're going to tell people that you're doing it. You cannot wait around for social proof of people telling you that it's okay, giving you permission. No, you have to know, you decide, I'm going to do this because only you can give yourself the confidence. Seriously, yes, you can surround yourself with other people, but at the end of the day, you're the one on paper. You're the one who's going out and showing yourself that you are the one that is perfect for this family. And it doesn't have to be this big elaborate speech. When the families would come over to meet me, of course, I was nervous. Of course. Some families, they didn't even come over to meet me. They're like, yeah, sign me up. Perfect. Great. Love it. Not saying that everybody's going to be like that, but you just are quiet and you listen. And you listen to their needs. And I go through this whole scenario of how to reach back out to people who inquire. So how we reach back out to them is a whole nother strategy. You know, what you can send to them. I help you create your background and your vision statement. I help you create the forms that you're actually going to send out to families. I will share what I have with you in my coaching program. But I do want you to know that when parents reach out to you, you have to be able to reach back out to them as well. So it's reciprocal. So if someone contacts you, you have to know what you're going to say. When someone contacts you and they say, I'd like to know more about your pricing. I'd like to know more about what a day looks like. You have to be prepared for that. And that takes additional time. So with that being said, there are steps to take action with before you actually go out and get your families. But most importantly, you get the word out on the street and you don't have to feel like you're super fancy at first. Some people were asking me and I was like, uh, yeah, hold, I will definitely get back to you. And then I'm typing everything up as I go, because remember I had such a quick turnaround and I don't want you to have to do that. I showed up messy. I did my best. God sent the children to me, but I refined my strategy. I refined how I communicated more effectively. I articulated, I hired a coach friends. I hired someone who helped me. And it was the best investment that I ever made for myself. Most importantly, you need to invest in yourself, in your future, and think about how you are going to articulate to families just by getting it out through text message, through phone calls, maybe posting on Facebook, wherever you feel comfortable. You open your heart, you use your voice, and it will impact multiple generations. I can promise you that. 
So get a notebook, write down a list of people, get excited, think about what you're actually going to say to them, right? Exactly what you're going to say to them so that they know that you're serious about this. Don't tiptoe around it. Don't be waiting for people to say, yeah, I think you should do it. If you know that you should do it, you got to move. You got to be obedient to the call. Be obedient to the call. Use your voice and God will send the people. I hope that this has blessed you and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Have an awesome Thanksgiving and keep shining your teacher of mine. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.